Hey friends, welcome to Wild Confidence Podcast. I'm your host, Ainsley B. During our time together, we're going to hear some incredible stories on how to find, keep, and share your wild confidence in Christ. Before we hop into today's conversation, I want to ask if you would kindly leave a five-star review and share this episode with a friend who might like it. I'd also love to connect with you on social media, so find me at Ainsley B on Instagram. All right, let's hop in. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Wild Confidence. Y'all, my friend, longtime friend, Daniel Madry is with us today. He is an entrepreneur and communicator of the gospel. And aside from daydreaming, which he does a lot and is incredible at coming up with new and unique ideas, you can find him traveling, rock climbing, and making coffee. He currently lives in Austin, Texas, which I'm obsessed with, and he still holds on to those memories of his ex-roommate, who is a golden doodle named Willow. Daniel, welcome to Wild Confidence. How are you? Ainsley, thank you so much for having me. I'm incredible. I'm so glad to be here with you today. I'm so pumped to have you. We have been friends for a really long time. It's been a long time that we've been friends. And we have had similar like uh, passions and goals. I would say. Would you agree? Right. It was a. Uh, it was interesting. Whenever we were becoming friends, getting to know each other, it's always like we were doing the same things in different places. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because yeah, for those for those who don't know, we didn't grow up in the same city, but you know, Ainsley's family lived in my city, and so that's how we connected. Yes, and we should have collaborated all those years ago, but here we are. At least we're doing the dang thing. I think I'm going to take the fault and blame for not collaborating <laughs> earlier. That's my fault. Honestly, my bad. Big apology. Public apology right here. You know what? It's all good. It's happening now, and that's what matters. Truly. Right? Now, there's there's one thing that you and I – um it's a tradition, I guess, would you say? I would say it's a tradition. I mean, yeah. we've, all, we've already talked about it for this year, so I'm yeah. assuming we're even talking about the same thing. <laughs> I think we are. And that is how you actually introduced me to eggnog. Like, I'd never really had it before you. Here's the thing. Eggnog, I feel like, elicits strong emotions. Like, people love it. They hate it or they're like, ooh, I'm never trying it. You know what I mean? I, <laughs> yes. I think you're right. And I think I was up and up until um until we had it one Christmas Eve. So for backstory for you listeners, I would go every other Christmas to my dad's house, and that is where Daniel lived, as near my dad. And um that's how we became friends, is through the whole our the whole community up there and my friends up there. And so every other Christmas, we would go get eggnog. Right. And the thing is, like, I lived in, like, almost, it was almost like a frat house of of guys. And, True. And True. so, like, we had, True. like, this super, like, rad community of guys. And, like, every other holiday season, Ainsley would come over and, like, our entire, like, friends groups would just clash and collide and we had so much fun and there so was, much fun. There was that one year where I said, Ainsley, I've got an idea. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and we took that idea in getting some eggnog and uh it was a good time. More specifically, eggnog daiquiris, right? 
It was eggnog. I'm pretty sure it had some whiskey in it. I can confirm. Oh, okay. That's what it was. Okay. That's what it was. I remember being like, wait a second. This is phenomenal. She's like, turns out, turn up. (laughs) And that has been our tradition ever since. And this year, I'm going to to visit my dad at some point. Will you be up there? Yes, I'm going to be there. And, uh, and it's going to be, it's going to be the, it's going to be the best. We're ready. Like this is, this is what the season demanded. 2020 (laughs) needs, needs a Christmas Eve like this. It sure does. And I think I still have the picture from our first, uh, first adventure where I don't, can we explain why we were, I'm definitely going to share this photo at some point whenever this episode comes out, but we were dressed like very, people. very interesting. I want to say we had Christmas sweaters on. I think you were probably wearing leggings. I was wearing yeah. shorts. Maybe they were shorter than they should have been. That's personal. <laughs> you know, someone else can decide that. Long, <laughs> long socks. It was a very, very eclectic um, clothing <laughs> really choices, was. I would say. I mean, I for sure looked homeless. I'm like concerned about my judgment, but um Anyway, I'm I'm thrilled to carry on the tradition this year. It's going to be a good night, and Justin gets to experience the 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 greatness that comes with eggnog. For those of you wondering, he'll he'll fit in just fine. Yes, he absolutely will. So, Daniel, I I have years and years of experience of knowing how awesome you are. So I want to hop in so everyone else can just revel in your glory. Can you share a time? where you maybe had a season or a moment of losing your confidence? Yeah, no, I, I certainly can. This is what I'll, my story is probably a little different because in my you know late teens, early to mid twenties, I actually felt extremely confident. Um, and I, I remember it, I remember it being some, I remember saying this to myself, it seems like everything that I try just turns out to work, which I, I know isn't mm. isn't everyone's story, but it seemed like everything I did, it just kind of panned out, and uh, and I, and I think I had a, a good attitude about it too. Like I, I didn't realize that what was happening, maybe maybe other people weren't experiencing, but I just knew that in my life, a lot of the things that I was pursuing and trying and doing, I had had success at. And it actually wasn't until I was a little older that I began hitting some, I would say some pretty big like roadblocks in my life where I started feeling like, can anything I do work? You know what I mean? Like, uh, like, okay, where is my community? Where is, where is the success I once had? Like, where my, where are my finances at right now? what am I doing? And and so, yeah, I would say that I, I did go through a season where I, I really lost my confidence probably, probably about two years ago. And it was, it was kind of difficult, but, um, you know, I think it's one of those things that we just have to navigate in life. Oh, absolutely. And it's funny that you're saying what you said initially was almost like a lack of, uh, insecurities because what, how you're, describing this really does sound like your true Enneagram type, which is a three. And uh, I mean, Justin's a three. And I think he might even agree with you and say, there's there's almost not even a consideration of failure as you're kind of embarking on new adventures and new things. And they, and they 
genuinely do pan out a lot. So it's funny that you say that because while it sounds unique to so many people, I think a lot of Enneagram threes will really resonate with what you're saying. So as you look back to two years ago, what did that look like to be in that kind of low point questioning? Did you experience like any emotional turmoil or how did that even go in your head and in your experience? Let me say this. I I had a dream in my heart and you know, I, I had this idea, you know, I, for those of you guys, I mean, obviously you wouldn't know my backstory, but I was in youth and young adult ministry for about eight years and Mm -hmm. every ministry that I led or was a part of just, it happened to go really well. It was just a great season. And then I took, Mm -hmm. I took a year and, uh, and spent some time in Stockholm, Sweden, doing some mission work, furthering my education. It was incredible. It was painful, but it was incredible. And whenever I came back, I was praying and I said, okay, God, what do you want me to do now? And I really had this dream in my heart of entrepreneurship, of, of kind of the, um, the intersection of business and ministry uh, and kind of making my livelihood on, you know, enriching youth pastors in the church in kind of a more auxiliary type way rather than being employed in as I began to uh, to start my journey on, okay, well, how can I help people? Um, I hit I hit some really hard times because, like, I didn't have any money, and right. this was like the oldest I had ever been in my life, right? So it's like, <laughs> okay, like before I went to Sweden, it's like you know you've got. Uh, a car, a house, a steady job, a beautiful girlfriend, all this stuff going for you. You come back, the relationship's over, you know, I still have my house, but like my renters were like defaulting on it. And so I'm having to pay money I don't have. I'm living with a with a very generous friend who had a garage apartment. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not making any money. And that mm-hmm. was that was difficult. Because I was like, I'm I'm 30 years old. I I need to start saving for my future. And the tension was, there's a dream in my heart. There's a direction that I think I'm supposed to be walking. And then the perception of what others have about me. Because mm. if I was looking at me from the outside, I would be like, what in the heck are you doing with your life? Like, go, yeah. go get a job. Like, go. And I would hit these walls of hard emotion where I was on the brink of quitting. I was like, I'm, wow. I'm done. I'm, I'm tired of this. I'm going to go get a job. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go the corporate route. I'm going to do something w- that I can point to and say, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm accomplishing. This is what I have to show for it. But the alternative yeah. was, I'm really now walking in a place of low confidence, insecurity, and I have this imposter syndrome of, I'm claiming to be something that I'm not. Right. Right. And how did how did you pull yourself out of that? Or was there like a turning point or a uh, moment of impact that led you to kind of re- revive or I, you know I would I would love to say that there was a a singular moment. And and I, I can really I can trace it back to to a to a situation that was maybe the beginning 
of that of that season, but it was it was a lot of small things. But I remember this um, as I was like on the edge of wanting to quit. I was praying one day, and I was like, "God, what should I do?" And I felt like I needed to reach out to this person. And I was scared to reach out to them. It had been years since we had talked. I had I was doing nothing with my life, but I reached out anyways. And we had an incredible conversation. And he's like, I want to bring you into our conference and I want you to consult for us. I want you to take inventory of what we're doing and, and really just give us some strategic feedback at the end of it. And also we've got some of these other things that we're working on. And so I went to this conference and I don't think I've ever been more insecure in my entire life. Like this is just like straight up honest. I'm going to this conference. I'm like, what am I doing here? I have nothing to show for this. I'm, you know, I feel like I'm, like I said, just a fraud, an imposter. And they said like, you know what? We're going to like cover your travel. We'll get your hotel room, all this stuff, blah, 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 blah. So I go to like check in at the conference and I was like, hey, um, you know, I was just wondering where I could get the, uh, like, you know, my accommodations. And they were like, accommodations? Mm. And that just like, that was like nail in the coffin of like, I'm, I'm living a lot. They, they forgot about me. Like I'm, I'm so insignificant in this moment that they didn't even do this. And I just, I was, I was at rock bottom and you know, anyways, they got the accommodations figured out. I check into my hotel. I'm getting ready for that night. And I'll never forget. I, I took this note out Like, this is where you just have to lie to yourself. I took this sticky note out, or maybe it was a note card, and I wrote, I belong in every room. And I folded it in half, and I stuck it in my jacket pocket, and fully embracing the insecurity that I was feeling, I went to the conference. And... I got there and of course it it was great. It was going better than maybe I expected. There was a dinner for some of the, you know, guests and stuff afterwards, like some of like the keynote speakers and, um, you know, friends of the, uh, of leadership. And so I go to this dinner and I remember thinking this, I was like, I'm not going to try to put myself at the high table. I went and sat at the very like corner table. Like you could not position yourself further away from where people were because I was just in this state of, I don't even belong here. And what was crazy is I was sitting at this table by myself and then the president of the organization comes and sits at my table. Then the keynote speaker for the evening comes and sits at my table. And like all of everyone who mattered came and sat at my little table in the corner where I was just trying to avoid people. And, and, and the guy who had connected me to the event was just like, he just started speaking into what I didn't even believe about myself. Maybe I knew it was true, but I, I, I couldn't point to anything to quantify it. And he's Mm -hmm. like, Oh, you know, this guy's really smart whenever it comes to this. And, you know, he really knows how to do this and this just in front of everyone. And it just gave me this boost of confidence where it's like, okay, you know, people, people, people do recognize that, that I'm valuable, that I have something to bring to the table. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that was, I would say the beginning 
right before I was on the edge of quitting, that happened. And that was the the beginning of events that kind of snowballed into what I'm doing today, which I'm I'm very happy about what I'm doing now. I, I love it. I'm, you know, I I love it. Yeah. Well, man, that honestly, first of all, you're such an incredible storyteller. Like you literally just told us about a time that you went to a conference and sat alone. But for some reason, I'm like so <laughs> like hanging on every word, like what happens next? Um, but what you're talking about really speaks to the power of our words when it comes to encouraging other people too. Right. I mean, that that person, granted, you had to show up. You had to do the work. You had to write on your sticky note that you belong in every room. But in the embracing of your insecurity, it's like how incredible for someone to be able to speak life over you and that be one of the uh, catapults for your future even. I mean, everything from that moment on really with your confidence and and what you decide to do with your career moving forward, would, would you say so? 100%. Could, yeah. could I have done it without those words? Maybe. But did mm-hmm. those words definitely have an impact in that moment when I needed it the most? A hundred percent. And yeah. in fact, I, I was talking to someone the other day and I was like, you know, they were like, oh, well, I don't like it when people do this, this or that, or, you know, whatever they were complaining about. And I was like, no, I was like, I would rather you lie to me, <laughs> T- lie to me, tell me, <laughs> tell me that you believe in me, even if you don't, <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like, tell, yeah. tell me I can handle it. Even if I can't tell right. me, tell me I'm looking okay. Even if I'm not. Like lie to me because that's going to give me the internal confidence to become something that I not yet am. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you know, I say lie to me that that's funny, but it's really just speaking life over someone or even speaking life over yourself. I mean, what I wrote down on the sticky card, I didn't believe at all. Well, that's Mm -hmm. why I wrote it down because I didn't believe it. And I needed to remind myself of something that I didn't feel like was true. Yeah. And it's almost, I mean, it's fake it until you make it, right? Like you it's have fake to. it until you make it. And then once you do, you can turn around and be like pouring into someone else and identifying their pain point. Like, no, I felt that too. And you have to, right. you have to fight for yourself and fake it till you make it. Honestly. And I think, I think sometimes people just need to know that they're not alone. You know yeah. what I mean? And that maybe uh, low confidence or insecurity uh, masks itself as different things. So for the introvert and the shy person, you could be looking at the loud, boisterous person and think, oh my gosh, they have everything together. But really you're dealing with the same things and you're just putting on a different front to deal with it. You know what I mean? Right. And yeah, so knowing absolutely. knowing that we're all on the same level, you know? Yeah. And even no matter where you are in your career, whether you're starting out or whether you're Steve Jobs. Truly. And I would, and whenever you're really in a pioneering season two, which is where you can feel this low, low sense of confidence, you almost have to realize that no one knows what they're doing. Yeah. Like sometimes I'll see rules that are put in place and I'm like, why is this rule here? 
Like (laughs) what that person, you know, that person has no idea what they're doing. Not that I know what I'm doing, but I don't think they do either. Why should, (laughs) why should I bend to, you know, now I'm now the rebellious side of me is coming out, but I'm like, I'm like, this rule is stupid. Like, I'm not going to do that. Someone without the internet made this law. (laughs) <laughs> like they didn't they had an encyclopedia you know what i mean yes oh that's so funny i don't know why i went there i love it cute i love that that's hilarious no i mean you're right you're 100 percent right and as you're kind of talking about this i think it's such it is such an important reminder that like we don't know what we're doing and it was more highlighted than ever that people don't know what they're doing and so it is kind of a comfort like i'm i was talking to a um i don't know she may be 21 22 year old the other day and we were just talking about she was asking me a lot of questions about what i do and how i got there and whatever and i'm like i'll tell you literally everything i know just so you can get there faster right because my gosh like i i I just wish somebody would have been like, and this is your roadmap, you know? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Granted, you personally like to go off-roading quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess. You're, and you're... you do an incredible job. I mean, he, here's, the, here's the truth. I just, I consumed as much information as I could whenever I was like mm-hmm. beginning the journey of like entrepreneurship. And mm-hmm. it's like, just one thing at a time, like, okay, like, I mean, I'm talking about even as like small and meta is like, I I would study the way that people wrote. Like I I would, I went and I would see, okay, well, who, who do I, who am I the most intrinsically drawn to whenever I read what they're writing? And I would look at it and I was like, oh wait, this person and that person have a lot of similarities and that it's, they're really clear and they're really simple and they're really short sentences, and they're really direct. And I was like, wait a second, I think people like that. You know what I mean? And so that kind of mindset transcended everything that I did in approaching entrepreneurship. And it's like, okay, what websites work the best? What products do people actually want? Graphically, what are people drawn to? And Mm -hmm. And it's not like my idea wins out. It was what people want. That idea wins out. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of like the idea that uh, how Will Smith is it Will Smith that made like all his money from cheesy action movies? Like the reason he does that is because <laughs> people watch them. People spend money on these movies. I remember reading what you're referring to. It's like whenever he was really young in his career, he looked at yeah. like the top box office like hits of like the past twenty years, and he's mm-hmm. like, okay my entire life is going to be pursuing that genre because that's the genre that people are paying for. Right. And, and look how it worked out for him. I mean, he's doing all right. Last I checked. (laughs) He's doing all right. Hey, if you have enjoyed wild confidence podcast so far, I have something even better. We have launched a Patreon where you can get bonus content, Enneagram extras and exclusive live Q and A's. Head to patreon.com forward slash wild confidence to join us and support the podcast so we can continue. So as you kind of, you know, move forward after experiencing that and and moving into your career and, and confidence at the point that you are now, what are some tools that help you stay confident in the midst of uncertainty or if 
things are not going right or just generally having a nonlinear, unconventional job. Right. What are some tools that help you stay confident? Well, this is what I would say. And, and for me, okay, I'm an entrepreneur. So a lot of it comes back to money. Um, and I'm not saying that money is the measure of success, but in business money is a measure of health Mm -hmm. and, and health and confidence can be held in tandem. And so what I realize is that there's a rhythm of, of creating, of creating wealth, or there's a rhythm of creating, you know, users or, uh, customers. And so one of the things that I remind myself is that if I've done it before, I can do it again. And if I happen to be in a dark place of like, uh, I don't know, maybe I feel like things aren't going to work out, then I really like take, take a minute to step back, to get alone and, and to remind myself of things that worked out in the past and mm-hmm. just kind of, I'm, I'm almost like building a case for myself of why something is going to work or why something is going to be successful because I can look back and measure success based off of me knowing hardly anything. And it's like, okay, well, I've learned so much since then and I was successful back then. Certainly now I'll be able to replicate it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I feel like if I had to start from scratch, like my email list was back at zero, I had no domains, you know, that I was drawing, drawing revenue from. If I had to start at scratch, I feel like I could do it again so much faster, so much more successful, so much better, and probably just make better decisions along the way. And so even though I know that this is very much a pointed pointed answer towards business. Um, I think that it's true. Pointing to the successes of the past help build confidence for the future. Yes, absolutely. I think that is a huge tool to be used and even writing them down as like pillars and kind of holding on to those pillars. A hundred percent. Strategies and things you did. I mean, from what you're from what you did, it's like you could create an online course for someone else. Like you created a roadmap for someone else. Right, right. And it was really just just these combined experiences of everyone that I learned from. You know what I mean? And yeah. so who you know, people listening to this podcast might draw some inspiration and it's one puzzle piece of a greater landscape of things that they're trying to figure out. Like, Absolutely. I, I don't feel like we can necessarily look to, you know, one person or one source um, outside of, you know, the strength that <clears throat> Jesus gives us. Um, yeah, but in a, in a yeah. very practical sense, I don't think that we can look to just one place and be like, okay, well, I'm going to follow this person. They're my guru and they're going to teach me the way. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think yeah. it's a community effort. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the number one thing that someone is going to get out of this conversation is a permission slip. And that permission slip is the one that you wrote yourself being, I belong in every room. <laughs> Yeah. Like I wrote that down. (laughs) I I mean, that was, that was huge for me. That was so important because if we're being honest, we don't feel like we belong in so many of the rooms that we desire to be in. 
Yeah. So the other thing that, the other thing that I would say is create the room that you want to be in. Like don't necessarily like look at everyone else, you know, the platform they have and, and all this stuff and, and try to take the shortcut. It's like, no, what are the building blocks to actually build my own room that I'm proud to stand in, even if it's by myself right now? That's so good. That is so good. Like I, my literal next question is what would you say to someone who is struggling right now? And I feel like that is exactly what someone needs to hear because we're so often like a lot of people feel like the person that the people that I'm looking up to, I have to do it how they did it. Right. And I have to be in their room. Well, but how beautiful to be able to stand in your own and invite them in. Here's the thing. Let me tell you what, let me tell you what is short sighted. And let me tell you what is, what is long thinking. It's mm-hmm. short sighted to be like, I want to join their platform. I want to, mm-hmm. I want to get, I want to get on. I want to, now I would say this, there's a place for team. And sometimes you need to serve on someone's team to learn the right tools. But the thing is, some people are trying to jump from platform to platform to platform just to build their own platform. And my and that's very short-sighted. It's very cheap. Yeah. I had a I had a guy message me one time and he's like, hey man, um, and this is for for those of you guys who don't know, I run a meme account called youthpastor.co, which it was really just divinely, I feel like divine uh uh divinely inspired by the Holy Spirit yeah. whenever I could not afford marketing for our company. Um <laughs> But this guy messaged me. He's a youth pastor, right? And this is kind of my world. And he's like, hey, man, where'd you buy your followers? Oh. And I'm like, bro, get out of my inbox. <laughs> like that, is, that, that is the cheapest thing I've ever heard in my life. You yeah. just spoke so much about how you're not willing to put in the work but you're trying to take shortcuts. You're trying to jump on the back of everyone else's success. Let me tell you something. Work on building your own platform. Whatever it is you want to do with all, you know, 55 people listening to you on your stories or whatever it is, confidently do with 55 people what you want to do with 5,500 or 55,000. You know what I mean? Like the same level of excellence. You will, I feel like your audience will always elevate to the level of value that you're giving. So, Mm. so uh, sometimes our approach is, well, I only have X amount of followers, so I'm not going to, I'm not going to do, you know, that much. And it's like, well, if you don't do that much, then all you're going to have is X amount of followers. Right. But if you want to build a sustainable platform and maybe even something that you can make a living on, then you've got to put in the work and the preparation and sharpen your skills as if you're talking to a million people. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Yeah. So yeah. I'm sorry. I can. It get- doesn't have to be these giant complex ideas. I mean, just what you said, I belong in every room or create the room that you, uh, want to be in. Right. Those are really big ideas. When here's, here's the other thing that I feel like partners with that is consistency. You know, if you write down, I belong in every room, 
put it in your pocket one time and for that one night you felt like you belonged, but then you throw away that note, well then, Mm -hmm. you know, you're going to gravitate towards, you know, your internal belief of what's true about yourself. But the thing is, it's waking up every day and it's saying, I have what it takes. I'm going to be consistent. I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to be the same person that I was yesterday. I'm going to remind myself of the things that I don't quite yet believe to be true. You know what I mean? Yeah. So consistency, consistency is one of the most valuable things that I could offer to anyone. And isn't it like we need to hear something seven times to like buy it or uh, and if you hear like a compliment about yourself, it actually in in a in an insult, it takes seventeen compliments to counteract that insult. Wow! So can you imagine how often we need to hear these things that we right. are trying to believe? When here's the thing, no one no one's voice is as loud as yours. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No one's yeah. voice is as consistent in your life as you are. And sometimes, yeah. sometimes you have to convince yourself of things that you don't believe to be true yet. You know what I mean? And I I tell you what, I, I, you know, I I don't really know what question was next or if that's the last question, but I had a thought earlier and I've, I've got to flesh this out real quick. I'm ready. It, it, It was, it was the idea of this, of confidence. And I think there's a difference between confidence, meaning what do you think I can do and confidence of what do I think I can do? Because my 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 struggle was internally, I believed in myself, but externally, I felt like a fraud. Externally, I felt like people didn't value me. People didn't believe me. People didn't think I could do it. And the opinions of others, if we allow it, will really cripple us. You know what I mean? And so this is what I would say. If you have ambition, if you have a goal, if you have a vision for the future and you honestly do not think that you have what it takes to do that, then I would pivot your dream Hmm. because you will never achieve what you do not sincerely believe on the inside you can achieve. Yeah. You, I I think Winston Churchill said this. He says, I think history is going to be very kind to me uh, because I plan to write it myself. Oh, that's good. You know what I mean? You're you're likely not going to excel beyond what you believe is possible for yourself. And for me, I believed so deeply that I could create a movement. I believe so deeply that I could have an impact on the world, that I could be, oh, I believed it so much that I could do it. My issue was I had nothing to point to. Yeah. I had nothing that anyone could look at and trust me with. And so I had to steward every opportunity and steward you know, whether it was every website I was building, every email that I was writing, every phone conversation I was having, I had to make sure that that counted because I was building the world's confidence in me. And that actually matters 
because mm-hmm. they're the ones who invest in dreams. Like the world are the ones who become customers of the product you're creating. If you don't believe in what you're creating, other people won't either. And if other people believe in what you're creating and you don't, it's likely that you're going to build a house of cards that's going to collapse. Yeah. Wow. I'm sorry. I know that was a rant. No, that's so good. That literally, that's so good. Like, I'm glad you went on that rant because, I mean, the last question is what advice would you give to your younger, less confident self? And yeah, I think you touched on that. Is there anything you'd want to add? Yeah. I, I, the only thing that I would say is do not care what other (laughs) people think. Yeah. Do Do not care. How, how do you do that? I, you know what, whenever I find out the moment I find out, I'll let you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because this this is this is why I would tell that to myself. And maybe some people can agree and maybe other people don't agree. Um, I feel like this. I can look at successful people and they typically look like your husband. Mm. They're tall. They're attractive. Yeah. They've got that beautiful jawline. They've got, <laughs> you know what I mean? They're, they're very, you know, they're charismatic. Yeah. They're all these things. And I, and I realized that people would look at me and did not think that I fit the mold of what they believed success would look like. Hmm. And I saw myself getting passed up for things that I knew I could outperform other people in. And so my issue was not, do I believe in my own ability to do something great? My issue was, am I going to let the opinions and thoughts of others cripple me from what I know I was built to do? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that also, like one of the ways to not care is to be so sold on your purpose. Right. Of like, like you're talking about. Even if I'm going by myself, I'm going there yeah. because I know and it's even the right thing. In, yeah, and even if I'm standing in that room by myself. <laughs> yeah. This you is know? a dope room. <laughs> yeah. No one's here to see it. <laughs> yeah. But that, yeah, I mean, that's the best advice, I think, is not caring what people think. You know, it's funny you would say that because I've built an office in my apartment. Mm-hmm. And I love it. <laughs> like I'm like because in my mind, it's funny that you say that because it it didn't even it didn't even cognitively cross my mind. But in my mind, I'm building what I want to see scaled. Like the yeah. the culture of my company right now is confined to my one room office, which I love. But yeah. the idea is that whenever it scales and it becomes an you know an office you know an office complex or something that each room would represent the culture of what I've created for me in my Mm -hmm. office. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's incredible. I love that so much. So you have given us an awesome advice and awesome information to run with. And in so much of that pouring out, our community definitely wants to aid in pouring back in. And I think the best way we can do that is through prayer. So how can we pray for you? Um, yeah. So with every strength, there is weakness. 
Uh, so, you know, yeah. we're launching, um, we're launching a game right now called Cards Christians Like. Yes, uh, you are. Yeah. I can't it, wait. It's like Cards Against Humanity, except for Christians. It's very well written. I, I, it's we, incredible. We, we have content writers. So, you know, so I'm not be like, hey, I wrote a great game. No, we have content writers. I helped, but I didn't do the majority of it. Um, <laughs> and we have sold thousands. Thousands. I mean, thousands and thousands of copies of this game. And they haven't come yeah. in. They haven't come in yet. Mm-hmm. And so we're getting hundreds of messages. And mm. people say the meanest things. <gasps> They're like, is this a scam? Blah, 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 blah. You haven't no communicated way. this. You haven't blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, you know, of course, there's a logical explanation for everything because we're doing the best job that we can do. Um and pandemic is yeah. ruining shipping, manufacturing things. Yeah. And so if you mm. if you could just pray for grace in the people yeah. area, that I would just yeah. be one of, one of the values of our company is that we are concerningly positive towards everything. Yeah. <laughs> That's like the value. We are concerningly positive. So, so, good. so I want people to think we're being fake. We're so positive. Yeah. Um, but that's an extension of who I am. I'm a very positive person. Yes, um, you are. And so we just need grace in answering these. We've got hundreds of messages and emails. Oh my gosh, and, I can't imagine. And we just need grace because it's it it gets overwhelming, and it's a, absolutely a good problem to have. But yeah, that would be a that would be a a prayer request. Also, let's pray that I would I, that I would meet a wife. Huh? I think I'm yeah. a, I'm about ready to get married. Some people are like, that's so vulnerable. I'm like, hit me up on IG, at Daniel Madry. (laughs) At Daniel Madry. I can speak to you as a human. So if anyone needs a reference um, or a recommendation, hit me up. There she is. uh, I got your back. She's like, wait, we didn't want your honest prayer request. (laughs) I know. We definitely did. I will will run a marathon if your wife comes from, hey, I heard you on Wild Confidence. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. She's running a marathon. Let's go. (laughs) I would be so hyped. I would be so excited. That is amazing. (laughs) So you mentioned your handle. And we talked about youthpastor.co and the game is called Cards Christians Like. So I just wanted to repeat that, um, all of that information. And then that's where you can be found on the internet, right? Like at Daniel Madry. Tell me all the places. Yeah. No, uh, Instagram. Instagram is obviously the best place for me. I'm sorry, guys. I'm not on TikTok. I'm, you know. uh, Wow. Get on it. not, Not really on Snapchat, all this stuff. Instagram at Daniel Madry at youthpastor.co for the best memes on the internet and, uh, and at cards Christians like for, uh, for our game that is releasing. I cannot wait. It's going to be fun. We're going to play it together. Um, we absolutely have to. I, uh, just updated my shipping address. Let, let's go. You You must've got our email last night. I did. I got your email. Let me tell you this. I, I was not I was not concerningly positive as I was writing that email. Mm. <laughs> I was I was toasty at some Facebook comments. <laughs> toasty. <laughs> I, I was pretty <laughs> That's amazing. Well, 
we're definitely um, covering you and the whole team in prayer. And thank you so much for coming on and hanging out today. I appreciate you having me, Ainsley. It's been a lot of fun. You're the best. Hey, thanks so much for hanging out today. I pray that you're able to see yourself how the Lord sees you so you can hold your head a little higher and shine your confidence a little brighter. I would so appreciate if you would leave a review, subscribe, and share this with a friend. And of course, I want to stay connected with you. Find me on Instagram at Ainsley B. And my website is AinsleyBritton.com. See y'all later.